welcome back to the Inside Us podcast. Now, I'm going to be frank. It was a shit show. And it goes without saying, there was a lot of editing, not in a bad way, mostly just to get rid of all the gunk that was in between the podcast. There's pure chaos and nothing but good times. And we're a little bit inebriated, so don't judge us. Don't judge us. Am I inebriated? Maybe. Nobody knows. But it's my fucking first trip to Puerto Rico. And I'm telling you right now, I had a fucking blast. So I want you guys to tune in. We'll get into it a little bit. And who knows? You might learn something. All right, guys. Peace. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Want to welcome you back. This is episode three of Inside Us. And I'm with the fam. Not only am I in Puerto Rico, you can't at me. You can't at me in Puerto Rico, but I'm with my fucking family. I'm with the Brotherhood, S-O-C, not Sons of Christ, not Sons of fucking colonoscopies, Sons of Chesty. We the Chesty boys. Now, if you're not in the fucking Marines, right, you don't know who Chesty Puller is, and that's fine. It's okay. We're good. We're just vibing. We vibing in this bitch. And I'd like to introduce you guys to Juan. Eddie. Here you go. My man, Eric. Now, you might say there's a lot of, you know, white, white complexions, and some could say it's a token black guy, but it's not. He's not the token black guy. He's not. He's an OG member, okay? We're all hanging. We're busting nuts and what? Filling guts, right? <laughs> it's nasty, right? We nasty. Look, we're in a good part in life. I think we all... Where we came from, how we met, and just some of the things that we're getting into, our endeavors, as you may say, uh, have led us all to become good human beings. And I really enjoy spending time with you guys to get gay. I'm going to get real gay real quick. Love spending time with these guys. They're some of my favorite people on the planet. I said it on my other podcast. I said it on Inside Me. Favorite humans on the fucking planet. So, uh... Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. But we'll go ahead and get us started, dog. Look, we've been what I Zaddy already got shit house the other night, huh? Oh, Zaddy, Blackout Zaddy, drunk. Blackout Zaddy, drunk. Zaddy, Zaddy literally, fell asleep. Literally, he wanted to he wanted to go on a run with me. Yeah. After getting fucked up. Yeah. And literally put on his shoes, tied him up nice and tight. Nike socks on. <laughs> Got the headband on, Had ready to, to go, <laughs> trashed. Sits down right after tying his shoes, and then just... Slump God. Slump, Slump God. Dog Millionaire. Slump Dog Millionaire. Right if you follow Florida Man Stunts <laughs> on Instagram, you'll fucking find me shitting and... and <laughs> shitting and sleeping, dog. Shitting and sleeping. That's all we doing. That's all we doing out here. No, but we had... <laughs> we had... Look, we went to a rainforest today. Now, was... Was it a little rough for me in the beginning? It was. I was hungover. I started getting all uh, shaky and out of breath. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> but we're we're pretty high. We went up. We went up. We went up a good bit. You guys were pretty high. We we went up a good bit. All the way up the in the fourth. But but before let's let's specify that yesterday you landed. At eleven, stupid, or at ten thirty at night, stupid late. Look, tickets and are not exp- tickets are not cheap, right? So the two hundred dollar fifteen hour flight, 
tell, made it a little bit better. Tell our audience how long <laughs> your journey was to get here. To <laughs> Fifteen Rico. fucking hours, three flights, two kids, one wife, and I promise you, the kids were doing fine until that second fucking flight. Their stomach started hurting. No shit. I'm trying to walk back into TSA. We had a long stop in uh, Miami. We're trying to walk back into TSA. My daughter is hopping on one leg, acting like she can't use both. Acting like she can't use both. It was ridiculous. But the flight itself, listen, it was seven hours of flight time. Of that 15 hours I fucking traveled. Here, to put it in perspective, you you can get in... You can get two flights back to back from where he came from to to Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and it would take you probably f- less than five hours True. to get to get True. from there to here. Now look, and you happen to be so gifted that you did it in seventeen hours. <laughs> Look, I bought the tickets pre-stimmy, okay? No stimmy check. No stimmy check was helping me out, all right? So I went for the cheapest flights. And, of course, American Airlines, they no shit said over the loudspeaker. The captain was speaking, and he goes, don't be afraid. Uh, if you guys aren't wearing your masks, we're not afraid to drop you off mid-flight. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? What? Why would they say this? All? And, like, what are they going to do? Boot you got you? Balls. They're just going to boot you out the fucking plane? But I guess so. It's better than Southwest Airlines where the fucking windows come off and then homegirls got cut in half. You You guys heard that? You You heard that story? No. Huh? You know what I hate about uh, flight attendants? (laughs) Yeah, it does go on there. When they they wake you up for like just the shittiest peanuts or like the tiniest bottle of water or like the most lukewarm water cup. By getting woken up to tell me to put my fucking mask over my nose. As if I'm going to spread coronavirus with my fucking big ass blocked up. You can't even get fucking, air out of there. I can't smell. <laughs> I can't smell, because let you alone have COVID. pass corona. Because you have and COVID. I had the negative paperwork. Your boy is negative. Hey, let me get I don't know, man. I've been trying to fucking put this shit on here for like 30 minutes. It's backwards. It's backwards. Yeah. What's, what, the what, what the fuck this is frontwards? Yeah, that one. This, this way, like this. I've been trying. To... We just vibing in this Brilliant. bitch now. Port. That's not even plugged in. It's charging. Oh, it's charging up the speaker. JBL charge, dog. No, but look, we had fun. What was the what was the name of the actual um, mountain that we went to today? El Junque. El Junque. Now, I am not a Spanish speaker. Does that mean anything significant in Spanish? Like, what's the like? Yeah, what's the. It's just the name of it. Yeah, it's just right. like that's if you were to call it Mount Carl or some that's shit. A, that, that, that's a really good question that I that I can't, ask, can't answer. That I can't answer. Yeah, I'm pretty butter that I can't because I'm sure it means something in our does. like in our in our native like research indigenous language. But yeah, we we definitely have research departments. Damn, dude. That shit been bothering me, dude. That is a that's a valid story. question. That's the story, like right? How the fuck did uh, Puerto Rico become American? Like we're all the way over here. Now it, it it wasn't invaded by the French, right? Okay, just no. Like, uh, right now it just PR. says it's one of the seventy-eight uh, municipalities of Puerto Rico. It doesn't say specifically if there's any. Uh, no, that's uh, not it. Specific. That does, yeah, that does. Why you Q? Why that does nothing. Why you Q you? No. I will say, side note, no, my boy Eddie, Q-U-E. his mom cooked yep, some right bomb-ass rice, yeah. all right? Now, 
Look, vacay. Vacay yeah, is all about that. the carbs. Am I right? I guess. Always right. Always right. Now, did it have little bits of meat in it? It did. Now, was I? Do I look like a meth addict if you were to inspect the back of my mouth because I've had so many root canals because I didn't take care of my teeth as a kid? Yes. Now, does the steak and pork kind of get caught in my teeth? Mm, does. Now, does it give me something to do every once in a while after I have a nice red meat? It does. I pick my teeth, and while this is completely sidebar, I'm just trying to distract a little bit while we find out what ajunka ajunke means. We got it. The research department. <laughs> Now, I will say this. This mountain is fucking beautiful. And if you're listening to this around kids, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, parental advisory is already, I guess, in full effect. We're going to be cursing. So if you're listening around kids, eh, not safe. Also, in the workplace, eh, eh. probably can't listen to it there. But a junke, what does that even mean? All right, so uh, it means anvil. Anvil? Like an anvil. Oh, yeah. shit. Like uh, like the Acme anvils that used to fall on the fucking Looney Tunes. No, I think anvil is like, it's like a triangle shaped, fucking. I know shit gets bit built on uh anvils. Like like, like blacksmiths will fucking forge shit. It says it says although some may some may believe that the mountains resemble an anvil, most will agree that the summits are cloud covered much much of the time. So maybe like the. It's what it's the shape of the clouds and the mountains. Kinda yeah, looks like an anvil. Yeah, that would make sense, like dude. As the clouds, as Which the clouds is, blow over the peaks. Yeah, that's super cool too. Because like I think to a lot of people, anvils are like very strong. So that's that might that might be it also. Like it, because it's it's strong within the fucking community of Puerto Rico. That's pretty cool. And yeah, and, and it is from our indigenous. Tainos that that used what's to it, live. Tainos? They use Tainos. Like, Tainos is the indigenous, like the Indians that okay. used to live here. And yeah, so the other question is like, how how did we became part of the U.S. or yeah, dude, or whatever. So so we're we're the longest running co colony yeah. in in the world right now, right? Because be, before before the U.S. colonized us, yeah, we were colonized were by stop. Spain, yeah, right. So, Goddamn Columbus. Yeah. So first we belong to Spain. So yeah, so first we... The Nina, the Penta, Santa Maria. Yep. Do you in the bottom while I'm drinking sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Nachos and lemon heads on That's my dad's one. boat. So yeah, so we were we were a colony before before we belonged for like 400 years to, yeah. to Spain. And then after those 400 years, the Spanish-American War happened, yeah. and America did one of his, like, old tricks, you know, like, oops, somebody blew up our battleship. Oops. You know, like... Sometimes we, we have to go. Plagues. We We're have to go solve this. We have to go solve the mystery of yeah. the blown-up battleship, and <laughs> these guys probably did it, you know? Yeah. So, and then they came here, and they solved it, and they took over. From Spain, yeah. they took us as like bounty. Now I will war say, bounty. I will say, dog, Spain. Yeah. So, if everybody's not aware of this, Spain, they speak like European Spanish, right? It's like the fucking bleed between. Dude, it's very. Nah, like, they actually speak like the most. Like yeah, it's very lispy, right? Yeah, it's fucking annoying, dude. When I was there, uh. I'm not saying I know how to speak Spanish, but just some of the shit I was saying, they were like laughing at me. And I was like, bitch, your jeans are too tight to laugh at me. Don't fucking yell at me. Like, 
these motherfuckers dress metro as fuck. Like if you were to combine Japan and their like or like European dressing styles and then just have them speak Spanish or like a a, a, a like a sub dialect of Latin, whatever. I, theirs is probably closer to Latin than anything, right? Yeah. Theirs is probably like that's what well, is that where Latin I think was? Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So it 100% came, um, it came, from, came from Latin. I mean, Spanish came from Latin. Latin. And then the the, Euro- the Europeans, they actually speak the Spanish yeah. that, that came from Latin. Yeah. And then they came, they brought And then Spanish they started, yeah, here. then they started spreading their shit. Yeah. yeah so, spreading that fucking so Spanish So they probably flu. got the most legit Spanish in Spain. Yo, could you imagine if you were back in the, like, fucking 1600s, 1700s, and they told you to wear a mask because there was a fucking plague? Yeah. I mean, it happened in the 20s, 1920s. But going back to the whole fashion thing. That shit would be I crazy. remember when uh, uh, you guys get to go to you Tokyo and all that. You did a stint in Spain also, didn't you? Yeah, you- but when I was in Tokyo, yeah, man, we, we had to get dressed like to impress yeah. out there. Because literally everybody, everybody on the streets walking around. Was I think wa- Japan's one of the main pushers suits, of, of fashion too, yeah. Like everybody yeah. everybody and they looked at us like we were just homeless and we homeless. were dressed in just regular you know jeans yeah you know no fucking way and <laughs> no fucking like way not up in here bums man we looked like bums anywhere yeah. we went until oh, we dude, you until get the we fucking assholes up, with the big old belt the big x we get the big x like you can't come in until oh, we got dressed shit. up yeah, and then you guys were fucking yeah a tattoos big also, thing. they don't they don't like tattoos well, over there we also had tokyo. colored people tokyo yeah i went we there for new year's people. of 2015 uh or 2016 I think it's a known fact that like Japanese are very racist. Uh, it well, could have been also that. Mm, I I wouldn't just say Japanese. I think the Asian Asian culture, culture in well, general, dude. Because I have a yeah, lot of Asian man. friends. I wouldn't dude. say that my friends are racist, but like the their upbringing, like their parents yeah. and stuff, they yeah. they kind of have. I mean, just like most parents. Uh, in that age group, you know, yeah. have a certain perspective yeah, if on. There's not like a middle zone, like right, a buffer yeah, between yeah, the yeah. racism. Shit yeah. gets passed down, right? And it's crazy too, because when we were younger. I would notice, like, I would have certain friends that would have parents that were racist, but Super as a kid, awkward. as a kid, you don't really realize what it Super is or awkward. what's going on yeah. until, like, you get older and then yeah, you look back like, at those memories and you're like, damn, low key that bitch me. was fucking hella racist. He asked me if I wanted rice and beans. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on my bullshit that day. Dude, so quick backstory. <laughs> I've said this shit on the podcast, so if you guys wanted some context to the Inside Me episode where I talked about rice and beans, I think it was, like, episode two or three. Rice and beans, my boy Jay here, big old Juan, literally got asked at a fucking American barbecue by my wife's boss if it, whitest people ever, whitest people you know, literally asked him, he's like, sorry man, we don't have any rice and beans for you, and he he was doing it like elbowing him, like ah ha ha, like he was chopping it up, dude, me and Eddie were legitimately like wondering if Juan was going to hit the owner of this house that we were at, and that shit was Hilarious because then it was just like what it was like awkward tension. We didn't know. No, like, and the, if the you worst were part. I think swing. the worst part is is like I knew that hitting him wasn't an option because one, it's your uh, your wife's, wife's like boss. work yeah, yeah. Uh, like work uh, you know person, and I just like work person. Yeah, like work person and, and all that. I just like came up with the shittiest comeback I could think of, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was almost as bad as like yeah. Well, what are you a girl or something? It was almost as bad as that. I was like yeah. Well, what? Do you, 
you have hot dogs? What do you have hamburgers? Like, some <laughs> <laughs> like you I was trying to think of like a, a things Americans or like yeah. white people eat, and I'm just like, yeah, let me put some yellow American. <laughs> you guys got American cheese up in here? I don't want provolone or yeah, and it, fucking it wasn't pepper a, jack. it wasn't a good comeback, and it I think it helped my case like it kind of de-escalated they're like oh this guy's a little retarded there was an awkward dude there was like an awkward silence because you looked at him bleep that bleep that no r word retard (laughs) i say retarded 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 cover my ass dog right on it's technically not even the full word you guys know what i'm talking about it was retarded because not only that but it created this like hostile tension i think for like a solid 20 minutes after that Solid 20 minutes after that. And me and Eddie were like having a conversation. I think we were playing either uh, Cornhole. What? Yo, we can't hold it on. Yeah, what are you talking about? We can't. (laughs) Who is that? Billy J. What up, dog? Damn. Damn, He said everybody except me. (laughs) Everybody except him. Got huh? invited to Puerto Rico. Why does he look? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. Billy J looks like an Eminem. Yo, you're definitely invited to my house whenever you want. A hundred percent. For all you guys that don't know, uh, Billy J, Billy J on the phone is probably one of my uh, first mentors in yeah, the organization that back. I work with. I ain't going. Uh, I ain't going back. One of the first people I've ever met. Uh, I'm staying, to bro. To really push me across. Yo, y'all are getting fucking out of control. <laughs> it's not finished yet. Sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, dog. We're going to have to cut this. We're going to have to cut it out. I told I told everybody this is why I didn't want to do the podcast because I knew everybody's going to be fucked up. Are you on Are you on the memo to make sure it's actually it's giving you feed? Yeah, cool. Three, two, one, and we start now. So, yes, very complicated, very difficult to do a podcast with four Marines who are fucking drunk, dude. Especially the thing. when said Marines are on phone calls and phone making calls. phone calls in the middle of podcast in to middle. other Marines who they want to fucking pull them to away. All of a sudden, pulled a guest away. It's all good. It's all gravy, baby. It's only because you know we don't. I, I don't like. Like honestly, I haven't seen my brothers in. It's been, Too I think, uh, six years, and I mean, Nick, Eddie, and I have Too been long. trying to keep it in con, kind of keep it in contact. Like I would say, see each other maybe once a year, but once with uh, year, not, with Eric here, it's been a minute. It's been, but I will say this: Eric and I have called each other every day, every uh, year on our birthdays. On our birthdays, since we met each other. Yeah. Just because when we we're in the Marine Corps, we we're spending time deployed during our birthdays away from family and friends, and. Yeah. We, you know, we just back to back, you know, just out there. So appreciate you, my nigga, for sure. Yo, I will say this. Look, mental health. I think it's super important. One, to keep to keep your bro, to keep your. I want to say keep your. Yeah, dog. To keep your mental bearings, dog. You need to have people that hold you down. And that's what these people are to me. Um, the fact that. So Juan told me the other day that you guys call each other every day on, on your every time on your birthday. And I thought that was they one of the they coolest things ever. Because, and here's another thing too: is it's not one of those things you have to blast out on social media either. It's not like one of those things where it's like you need to feel like some sort of like reciprocity. I mean, he, obviously he's not the only person, but like yeah. he's like, no, I, no matter what, yeah. I know that that morning I'm getting a phone call. 
Every time. No, I just the the thing's hanging. The thing's hanging. What thing? Is it not yeah, supposed to? Court. Yeah, it just makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, but like, so, and here's the thing: we've all had buddies, I think, who have either been affected by the veteran suicide or active duty suicide rates, right? So to have that connection, one, I'm super blessed that I've had y'all this whole time. Um, we never really broke contact, so like, um, I think it's been one of the things that's I don't want to say kept me alive. I mean, I've been in some dark spots before. I think the like, the time I think the time that we met uh, in the Marine Corps is what made our bond so strong because we weren't new new. We we've been around for a little bit true. already deployed. Yeah, that's true. And had the I guess the foundation of what it is to be an infantry marine, but also as new leaders depending on each other to help each other out learn yeah. and grow as leaders to and help our, and, our and junior marines to specify what he means by leaders right like i think the one thing that people in the military always get correct is their ability to like take a hold of a situation and kind of push the envelope when it comes to whatever they're doing right you've been through so much shit that when you're in the military uh you kind of keep moving and my wife honestly dude my wife hates it because if a problem arises, I don't sit there and dwell on it. Like, it's not an issue, right? I'm like, I sit, I, I solve the issue, right? I try and come up with a plan to make it better. I come up with a plan to make it better. And then you attack the problem, right? And I think that's because we've always been, we've been taught to do that, right? Like, when you're doing a range or some shit, right, during a workup for a deployment, they'll, they'll induce some friction, right? And then what puts you, like, uh, apart from the others is the way you can handle that ad adversity. And then right. it just transfers right over, right? Because, like, yeah, as far as entrepreneurship, I mean, I would say you're you're killing it right now. Uh, I'm doing okay for myself. Yeah, dog. I, would say, I think uh, for, for some time I did struggle uh, when I got out of the military in 2016. Yeah, it's a rough transition. Um, as far as, you know, family and friends go, I always had that support. Thank God yeah. I was blessed with that. But... I did have some trouble finding who Juancito really was and what he wanted out of life after the Marine Corps, you know, because me, me as a as a young adult, I uh, I joined the Marine Corps. They would have put a paper in front of me that said signed 20 years. I would have signed it. You feel me? me too. But once once I came in and I learned what it was and I started becoming a man, I realized that I wanted other things out of life. And I made the decision ultimately uh, to, to get out. So in 2016, I got out. And I started college immediately after. You know, I got out in July. I went on, on terminal leave in June, vacation a little bit, and then started school right away in August uh, for fall semester 2016. So, and to, just so I don't lose the thought, do you think it's better for guys to kind of take that time to decompress from the military? Most definitely. I, I took a whole month. So what I did is I, I see, lived. That's insane on its I own, lived, right? I lived Only in California. Yeah. I, I lived. Yeah, so so what we can do is I'll tell you what I did and you guys tell what you did and then we can combine and kind of bring together something that we can give to our audience or people that might be still in that are, are thinking of getting out or, or have that fear of like, what am I going to do? For myself, I had I had school and, and I knew I always had school in the back of my mind. Like that was just always a, a tool in, in my, in my uh, toolbox that I, w I would be able to use. So I, I went ahead and started the GI Bill and I worked and, you know, went to school and I... I switch majors like every college student does multiple times, and you have to because well, you still don't know what the fuck you eventually, want. Eventually, I got I, I stuck with cybersecurity for a little bit, and I, I like that stuff uh, mainly because of how new it was uh, in, in its field, and 
and I knew that you know the money was there behind it, but it didn't necessarily drive me. Didn't wake like, you up in the morning. Yeah, it was just something like, oh yeah, maybe I'll be a yeah. cybersecurity analyst and yeah. I'll be able to, you know, make some good and money. And I remember when you leave. when you called me for that decision, you were like, yo, I think I'm gonna get out and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use it towards yeah. that. But I ultimately ended up uh, dropping out of college because I took I took a contract in Afghanistan and and that I think was the the turning Shifting point yeah. in in my adulthood as far as like what I wanted to do still can still can do I mean yeah for a whole year I tried to get him out there but he tried to get me to do that shit like he tried hard I feel like being away being away from I mean as much as it sucked but being away for 16 months in Afghanistan away from family away from friends away from you know I'm from Tampa away from the city away from all the drama away from just stepping back while still being you know, being paid, I'm, I'm being paid, you know, pretty, pretty well. I'm, I'm not worried about bills. I'm not worried about anything. Yeah. I'm worried about my job, my mission, and pretty much becoming and, a better me. And, and that that, was, that's what I did out there. All I did is, yeah. you know, I worked, I worked out and I, I learned, I learned a new trade. It's a reset button. Back now. It's a reset button. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. so it's just like a different, I don't want to say rehabilitation, right? But like it steps you away. I, I'm, I'm a whole and I think that that's what deployments are for a lot of people, and that's why, uh, like yourself, what you've for deployed me. like six fucking times almost. Yeah. Like, it's it's something that although it sucks being away from family, it's it's kind of you get used to being like, okay, I'm gonna take this time and I'm gonna get right, and I'm gonna yeah, come yeah. back and I'm gonna I'm gonna like be a better to, person. Yeah, be better to to what I left. It's it's one of my squadies told me. He told me uh, like we were in I think we were in Italy on our way to Libya. But like I was, I was kind of sad because like my family having a big, we having like a big function we have every year, yeah. and I ended up being in Italy, yeah. and he was like the shit we give up, and then like I said for the thing mm-hmm. for the job we love, you did because yeah, like yeah. who don't like who don't fucking well, love being the way the way I look at it is I didn't necessarily look at it as a job for me the Marine Corps. It was it, it was it was my life. It was uh is what we did. We woke up. We were next. We literally wake up next to our brothers. We go to sleep next to our brothers. We eat with our brothers. Yeah. We fucking shit next to our brothers. We do everything next to our brothers. So check out the me, Florida man stunts. For me, it was more of a uh, <laughs> it was more of a like just a lifestyle. Like like uh, Eric said, and when you leave that lifestyle, it's kind of like. What now? What do I yeah. do? Everything's so different. Even your friends from high school, you know, my brothers that I love from high school, my brothers from town and country, my brothers from you know, Tampa. Like, I love all of them, but it's a little bit different. And it's hard to explain, and only these guys understand the, the, the bond that we have where we haven't seen each other in so long, especially with him, and we pick up conversations like we talked yesterday. Yeah. So it, it's something that, you know, you have to be in to really understand. And here's the thing, too. <laughs> here's the thing too it's so yeah I'm, I'm gonna try and unpack a lot of a lot of what you said so for me when i deploy although my wife hates it we're so you like i'm so used to deploying and so is my wife that like being gone sometimes is needed like when i'm away at schools or like anything I said on the last podcast, me and her started getting on each other's nerves because we were sharing the fucking sink in the morning. And it's like, yo, stop fucking touching me in the morning. And you kind of get sick of each other's shit, dog. So you, get- you need to get the his and hers. <laughs> I'll put it in for you. Dog. Yeah. No, no, no. But so for a lot of people, one, it's the reset button. But also um, it helps you prioritize life a little bit. And by prioritizing life, you... On deployment, how many times are you hit up by people that uh, 
you thought really cared, but then they didn't. Like when you were gone, they didn't hit you up, and then you realized you okay. Like when I'm gone, like I'm really not as much of a priority as I thought I was. Well, I don't. I I guess I don't view it that way. Yeah. Because I myself have been guilty of not keeping in touch with keeping my friends. In touch with people. And it's not because. It's not because I don't like them. It's not, it's not because I don't care intent. what they're doing or what they got going on in their life. It's because I have my own life to live, my own journey, and I understand that they have their own life and their own journey. And when our journeys cross, then I'm going to make the best of it. And sometimes I understand, you know, going, I wouldn't say going ghost, but being distant from people to allow them to grow and for me to grow is the best thing that can happen. And then when you come back, it's that much more powerful when, when, you, when you see each other. Now... When, I, when I was out pe- in Afghanistan, they, it's a big I, thing they say in the Marine Corps is time and space, right? It's important. Yeah, you know, when when I was when I was uh, out there for 16 months, I mean, I would have liked to got you know get hit up more often, and 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 you know, obviously the times where I just had to myself and my own thoughts, I would have yeah. liked to have somebody to share these just thoughts with. But I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me is me being in my own thoughts and me kind of just focusing on. On like my own what my own perspective, my own thoughts without any blurriness of anybody yeah. else's is like mine, yeah. and and that's why I, I view it that way. Like, yo, I'll see you when I see you, and when I see you, we're gonna have a great time, you know. And yeah, that that's kind of how it's been. So, Eddie, I want you to tell our audience, uh, kind of your journey that you took post Marine Corps, why you got out, and like just some some advice and pointers that you would give some some Marines that are currently in thinking about getting out. One. Also, uh, just move over to the right just a little bit. There you go. Um, do we restart this? Yeah, I'm just going to cut, cut it. it. I'm just going to cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but is it restarted or? No, no, no. no we're we're, just, we're still free-flowing. So I just, t- I already talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I. Uh, so just a background story. So just so I can maybe get some of his juices flowing. Uh, I Eddie, juice. I got juice. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, he got the OJ, the juice man. Uh, Eddie got out. Uh, right around the time Juan did, and he pursued a aviation pilot. He got his licenses. He got his fucking instrumental license. You got uh, it's single prop, right? Yeah. So I got a lot of I got a lot of bullshit licenses. Yeah. And the Marine Corps paid for all of them. All of them. And they paid me extra to live. So fucking one good thing from that. Yeah. Um. So what? Why did I get out? Did, did, were, did you really tell your story? Why do you yeah, get out? He did. Yeah, 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 he did. All right, so I want to do me a favor. Just move over to the right I, just a I, little I, bit more. I started feeling You're like really? I, I started feeling like well, since day one, I, I felt like uh, I didn't belong in the in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Real quick, before that, can you tell them who you were before? Because you've told me why you joined and the story of when you walked into the recruiter's office, and I, and I could have told you then. If I was your friend at that moment, that I would have never believed you. you were gonna go in, and I would have tried to talk you out of it. Yeah. But somehow you came in, so yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I showed up to the recruiter's office, and uh, it was this morning where I, I just had two two buddies over my house. I had a biology like final to take, and I didn't study for shit, so I knew I was gonna fail it. And I'm like, you know, like, fuck it. I don't, I don't care about this class, this biology class. I don't care about the degree I'm seeking right now. I'm just going to go in. And I, and I was high. That shit wasn't waking you up in the morning, right? That's what we were saying with Juan. Like, 
as far as motivation, right? That wasn't really pushing you. It wasn't. It wasn't fulfilling you. I mean, I I I come from a military family. My uncle and my grandpa. They're both military, so yeah. I was I was all in. I don't know my before. dad. So, like, I I went to a military school my yeah. whole like my whole life. I went to the same school, and it was a military school. So I, I thought it it was second nature. Like I I wouldn't even think twice of uh, joining. And, but I but but that day I was I was still procrastinating. I wanted my degree. Maybe I'll I'll join after big key point as, as a as an officer or yeah. whatever. And then one day I was like, you know, fuck it. I don't care about this this degree. I don't care about this final. And I'm here like you're just like, here. You're like floating getting, in space. Getting, getting silly with my friends. Yeah. And I was really silly. I was super silly. Yeah. You know. And then I show up. I show up to the recruiter's office, and he's like, "All right, hey, bro, don't uh, come over here if you're on the phone." And he goes, my recruiter goes, hey, so are, okay, you want to join, whatever, with the start of the paperwork? And yeah. they're like, all right, dude, you do drugs. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done. I smoke I, a little bit. I, I drank a little bit. I smoke. Bit. You know, I smoke. <laughs> now, like, at this time, like, how old were you? Uh, 22, 21. Yeah, because yeah, I knew you joined uh, a little bit later. Yeah, because I, I was trying out college. For, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so this dude goes like, yeah, so I smoke. And he's like, yeah, okay, so. When was, the, when was the last time you smoked? But walking like, in here. Yeah, like 9, a, 9 a.m. You know, like. Yeah, what time is it? What time is it again? What time is it? Sub- subtract, yeah. subtract some, a couple minutes from that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right. He rips the paperwork. He's like, all right. Like, come in a couple months when you're clean, when yeah. you're ready to do this. Yeah. Like, all right. So then I kind of started working out and, and getting clean. Now, was that here in Puerto Rico? Yeah, that was okay. here. I enlisted here. Yep. Yep. So then, and then, so yeah, as so far as like me. the process, right? So we, we, you get into the Marine Corps, we all meet. Four years happens, happens quick. You wind up going up to Virginia, you're in Weapons Training Battalion for a little bit. Yeah, How dude, was that so, stint? And that, did that force you to like solidify your decision to get out? So that I actually felt like I could do that for, for, for longer. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was fun, right? That was a mad, yeah. I was like teaching candidates. Yeah. So for everybody not aware, so in, in the yeah. military, the officers go through a different, they go through a different boot camp uh, with enlisted instructors and officer instructors. And what happens is they, they train up in Virginia while uh, you have the Marine Corps Paris Island or you have uh, Marine Corps Recruiting Depot uh, San Diego. And that's where the enlisted go. But all officers, they go through a candidate process and that happens up in Virginia, which as a Marine, either getting out or uh, you just kind of need a break from the fleet, you can uh, you can take a trip over to Weapons Training Battalion to help train some of the officers. Yeah, so I was doing that, and uh, my dude, my life was great. You know, like I got off early most of the days. I did my job, got out. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was it was. I would imagine it was the dream. Too, like, it was kind of the dream. I remember you uh, you told me there were some funny ass stories because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but in the Marine Corps. You get roasted so many times that you're so nervous to get roasted that you kind of fuck shit up. So, like, your drill instructor's presence will sometimes just make you do something stupid. It's not that you fear the drill instructor. It's just that you don't want to get your ass chewed. And then you wind up fucking some shit up, which you had, I'm sure, a plethora of stories of fucking shit up. Where the candidates were just fucking dumb shit up. Yeah, I got a couple problems, you know, like a couple 6105s. Talks with first sergeant because yeah. I was being too rough or that equals got into the same an altercation as with like one. a little uh, 
I guess, discretionary posts like this, for a normal job, right? Yeah, like demerits. Yeah, little merits. <laughs> demerits. Demerits. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was doing that. I was kind of li- living the dream. Um, I could have stayed in and was chilled. Had a wife, but, but, kid on the way. Yeah, so my wife wasn't in into like me getting getting called to to fucking it's rough to fucking kill innocent people somewhere yeah. that we don't aren't, aren't really sure. It's a valid point. Aren't really sure why why we're there, you know? Yeah. And and I started I started realizing that I started realizing that I I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing, like I, I didn't really have an idea. Yeah. Of, uh, of. Uh, you had all this experience, but you still wanted to see what the fuck you actually wanted to do. No, no, not really. Like I, I, I didn't know what the Marine Corps was or yeah. the military was. Yeah. Really, like I, I knew. Yeah. But I, I didn't really know like the damage, the way, the way yeah. it happens or the people making the decisions. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything of that. And I started looking into it and I realized that, um, I, when my, my, my grandpa died, my yeah. first close family member who, uh, who has died, um, uh, my grandpa COVID. died and my son was born like back to back. Yeah. And I was like, what the, f- who, who am I? Like, yeah. who am I? And I started like searching like, all right, I'm a Puerto Rican. I feel Puerto Rican and I love being Puerto Rican. And I feel like uh, the the United States hasn't been that just to Puerto Ricans, you know, to describe it lightly. Yeah, I remember um, that phone call. You hit me up and you're like, yo, why in the fuck do I serve a military that's like fucking Puerto Rico all the time? Yeah. I remember that phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think you actually probably called it. It was like a, a three-way FaceTime. You had this right? like epiphany. Yeah, and I and I was and I was like submerged on 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 Puerto Rican history. Yeah, you know, reading like who my grandpa was, what what he used to do, um, what happened during that time in now, Puerto was Rico. Was he a service member? You said he was yeah. a service member. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, what you know, like what what was his point of views? Well, mm-hmm. how did he look life that yeah. that that he was able to do all these years and live the life? And I and I couldn't do it. We like were, I I was crumbling. I yeah. was my lifestyle didn't match. We were literally talking about that today, the Smelly Butler book. Everybody wants to say two Marines, two medals because the fucking ditty. But Smelly Butler put out a fucking a book, what, 30 pages? It's and a small it's like one. his uh, memoir of how he viewed the military <clears throat> industrial complex. and just... It's called War is a Racket. Okay. Go check it out. I'm still going to read it. You got to check it out. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it tonight when I'm not drunk. Yeah, check it out. It, I mean, it it was also it also like everything I was reading. I was I was looking for the right things, you know, yeah. like the things that I needed at that time, like to help with cope. with to cope. Like, yeah, like who who am I gonna present to my to yeah. my son? Yeah, like who am I yeah. that I'm gonna present to my son? So, which is very admirable because I think a lot of kid a lot of dudes will have kids and they don't know who the fuck they are, right? So now they're just raising these little shitheads. Well, I. I feel like no matter what age you have kids, and I, I mean, I don't have any kids. You both have kids, but I feel like no matter what age, you're not going to know who you are because you're going to be someone different no matter what you do each tomorrow. Each year, each day, each hour. Right? So you're constantly growing, or at least that's the that's the goal is to constantly grow. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I, I don't think to think that maybe you don't know who you are or who you're going to present yourself as to your kid but I mean, definitely having that thought process is already the right step. Yeah, it's the right the, step in the direction the, you yeah, need to go. For sure. Yeah. So that that thought that thought process was what brought me to fucking trying to find out where the past. Yeah. You know, 
And where did I come from to to make sure that I'm just I'm walking the walk? Yeah. You know, like and uh yeah, I found out that yeah, I, I didn't agree. You just didn't agree with I it. I just didn't agree. I just didn't agree to the point that that this was it. I was gonna finish my years and that's it. Yeah. Like, that's part ways, you know. And I have a love hate relationship with it. Yeah. You know, because I have you guys. Yeah. And I and I love that part of I'll it. I'll tell you what, man, you're not really missing anything. Like here's the thing about the the meat grinder that is the military. Um everybody always likes to say, like, well, what happens if I leave? Like what's gonna happen to my guys? Well, they're just gonna find another squad leader, they're gonna find somebody else to fill your position, and it's just a, it's a vicious cycle, dog. And they're gonna move on with or without you. So you need to and this is what I always told my junior dudes before I got out uh, of the infantry was, you know, you guys are going to move on without me. You're going you're gonna to flourish. You're going to become team leaders. You're going to become squad leaders. That's and you can either choose. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing you want. And I think that helped me in parenting because my, my son and my daughter, like, I want them to be, I want them to be productive humans in society. And with that, I also want them... Uh, to figure out who they are and if that takes, you know, year after year, like after high school, college to find out whoever the fuck they are, cool. It's I'm still finding out who I am as a father. You're still finding out who you are as a father. You're still gonna be a dad one day. <laughs> it's a it's a vicious cycle and it'll continue without you. And it's it's completely it's completely fine with that. Yeah, so who, who whoever I used to be when I was growing up, I'm yeah. I'm probably the total opposite now. Yeah, same you know so same so that that definitely doesn't fit with with my family yeah you know and and that's probably why i didn't fit in the military either yeah you know like it's uh yeah it's it's people telling you what to do with uh well first of all you're a very unique guy too even in the military you're a very out of the box thinker. yeah dude like yeah i was the type of guy who no no one liked but i got the shop the job done Do- job done and it was because you had fit the yeah, circle like, piece into the square yeah, like i and yeah it didn't, it didn't yeah. fit their agenda yeah and it's like all right yeah let's 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 cut through the bullshit and yeah. let's, let's let's keep doing our job yeah or, or whatever whatever our dude job there was is. so many times where we'd be on ranges and i would like i would be in charge of the team or whatever the fuck i'm doing we were in different squads but I was like, yeah, I'm doing it this way. And you're like, bitch, why are you doing it this way? Why don't you just set machine guns up here or some shit? And I was like, well, honestly, I didn't think of that. So, And you're like, yeah, well, you fucking idiot. Like, this is what I'm that, doing. <laughs> I think that's like, going back to what we were talking about earlier and, and depending on each other as leaders to, I guess, grow and learn off each other's leadership styles was a big thing. And me seeing you guys in completely different hats from – Getting blackout drunk and yep. stupid belligerent, crazy amount of fights, but crazy amount of stupid shit. But then as soon as that as soon as that time came where yeah. we needed to get our job done, we needed to train guys or we needed to do whatever it was we were doing uh, as Marines at the at the time. Definition of play hard, work hard, play hard. Dude, it was that we we they couldn't say anything to us. They couldn't do anything because funny fucking story because. Everything was done that they wanted it to be done. Doc, we were just not. We were not. We were field marines. We were just not garrison marines. Yeah. We were not the kind of marines yeah. who like, like if our we weren't training, we weren't doing things. Sleeves. We were probably drunk and we were fucking off trying to yeah. you know get some pussy. You know when we were single. Dude, do you remember when we got in trouble in Korea? Yeah, Korea. We literally we made it. Down. We made it into dude. Wildest shit ever. So we wound up in Korea on one of the bases, the army bases. 
we didn't realize that the gate wasn't 24 fucking hours. So we only had like, what, two or three hours to go eat. We go eat. We were like, all right, we're going to be responsible. We didn't even get drunk. And there was a two drink limit. And like, we stuck to it. We didn't get drunk. Yeah. We came back on time. We just happened to go to the wrong gate. Wrong gate, which took us ah, fucking we, forever. We got drunk. We got drunk. We got really drunk. Quick. We stacked those fucking We got drunk as beers. quick as we could. As quick as we could. We jammed it. it in. We jammed it in. But here's the thing. We Remember, we were trying to show the IDs to the camera. And they're like, yeah, we still can't help you. So we had to walk the fucking fence line around the base, made it. But then Cooper. Literally, it was like, no, you guys are cut off because you didn't make formation. 15 minutes prior to the 15 minutes prior. So we had to stay on base, and we wind up having a fucking blast, which was hilarious to me because everybody was like, yeah, we had so much fun out in town. We all went to the mall, and like everybody was there, and it's like, yeah, dude, that sounded whack as fuck. So then all we did was what? We went to those the, like, times the were fun. Party. I think I think those were the funnest times. Uh, we wound up turning into that, a fucking a that gem. were unexpected. And I didn't think going in that I would have these moments where you just get like some free time in some random yeah, country yeah, yeah. with some friends that you're like Forgot super cool that, with. Yeah. And like you don't think about that stuff joining, but they're memories that are created in, yeah. with you forever. Until today, we talk more about bond. that than our work. We talk yeah. more about those memories than anything else. Yeah. And I think those memories brought us even closer than. The for work sure. memories, you know? For sure. And we're gonna get back we're gonna get back to Eddie, but like for to to bounce off the fucking memories part, literally that wound up being I think one of the best days we had. We wound up drinking margaritas at that at what was the it, hotel the Dragon, Dragon Lodge Inn or whatever the fuck. We went shopping. We went shopping. Dude, I got some shades that I is are they're the only shades I got left right now. Oh shit. So I'm rocking them still. In the Philippines, we were bored as fuck in our tent. So what we did was we we caught some beetles and we had it fight a what was what did it fight? Uh, it was two beetles. Each right? other. We had yeah. them cockfight, and the winner the winner got to eat the MRE bread. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. A marble cake. But um, to go back, so you're you're trying to find yourself, right? Yeah. You get out of the military. Your son's born. So yeah, I'm I'm committed to getting out. My son's born. Military pay for everything. Yep. And and then I'm like, all right, now now I'm getting out. Yeah. Fuck it. For sure. Like knew they, it. My son's born. Is the only one I'm having. Yeah. Let's get out. Yep. You know. So I I yeah. So I got out. And I was like. So le- what led you to go to the uh, aviation? Uh. So I, I my uncle. Yeah. Uh. Was a F-15 pilot. Okay. So I always looked. Went right him. back. Yeah. In, went in, right back. Yeah. Like. Uh, how, like I said, my grandpa and my uncle right were in the military, the history, so yeah. they're they're my heroes. You know, they're still my heroes. Yeah, I just uh, it's not past look tense, at a difference. Current. You know, yeah. but yeah, back then they were like, yeah, that's what I got to do. And and I, but but I always I always was like infatuated with flying and shit. And, and you were yeah, the first I, one to bring up the idea to skydive. Yeah, right. When everybody took yeah, that trip to go probably, skydive, maybe you know I don't remember. You're with I, I was supposed to go is, on that his trip. His last name is Hor. You know, I was supposed to go on that trip, and it was you guys did it in. Uh, I didn't go. I missed it. Wilmington. I missed it. Yeah, no, no, I missed and it. And I was there, man. That was. With I was Weber there. Too. I was there, and my my uh, piece of shit Acura Integra broke down on me with Oliver, <laughs> and we had to get a tow. Bro, it was a bit huge headache because it was lowered, and we had to get a tow truck, yeah. and we didn't make it, man. And you guys went without us, obviously. Yeah. And I was so no, I was so butthurt. I, yeah. I till today I haven't skydived because I didn't go with you guys. Damn, I went with Priscilla on a um, skydive here in Puerto Rico on for leave okay. after. Ooh. Dude, you, you could gonna fl- skydive on. You could you could drive the bus. On, oh. 
You could we'll drive find the it. bus. We'll find out. We'll get you skydiving. Ooh. We're going skydiving, guys. We I guess we just decided here we're going skydiving. Let's fucking do it. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I got out. Fuck it. Yep. Fuck, fuck the military. Hit the fucking button. And, uh, and yeah. So, then I, yeah, aviation, dude. Who, like, I, I want, I always wanted to fly. And Whole now, world. and now I found, a, I found a way to get paid to fly. Yeah. You know, so I'm Whole new world, it. too. I'm going to do it. Now, the schooling, how does that work? It was weird. It was like, you had the school and you had the flight school, which, uh, which was at the airport. So, okay. you had to do classes. Like, flight hours and classes. Cla- classes and flight hours, correct. So, that was my life. I either go, went to school, I uh, I went to the airport, yeah. and then I got out and I picked I remember, my kid up did you ever, early from school. Am I making this memory up? Am I? Is this the uh, like placebo effect? Did you you flew down to North Carolina to refuel okay, yeah. one time? I, f- I, f- I flew into Wilmington, yeah, and it was badass because yeah, I had so many memories in Wilmington, yeah, yeah. from the parties and getting yep. arrested and and blacking and out and partying whatever. Yeah. And uh, fighting, and, I mean, and then fighting. I saw it from above, you know, with the battleships and everything, yeah. and I landed. I, I it was like almost, it was past sunset, but there was still a little light. Little light. And I just landed there, dude. It was beautiful. Yeah. Plus, I was autopilot, so, autopilot, so the plane just flew itself, flew itself. to the ground. Which, dude, yeah, like obviously, like so what I learned as a pilot is, is to sleep. not do shit and push buttons. That's so sick. So yeah. as far as so I know you had different certifications, right? So you have your actual flight shit, then you have instrumental, right? That's so you can fly at night and in, in the clouds and shit, right? Yep. And that's just using the instruments that are available to you on the plane. Yeah. So instruments, you 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 imagine that you're in the clouds and you can't look outside. Gotcha. You go off. Now, how yeah. Much, how much All are you elevation. eyeballing? Huh? How much are you actually eyeballing? Are you using instrument like 100% of the time? Um, I'm eyeballing the instruments pretty much because you're, you're switching. Like you have, to de- you have to develop a scan yeah. to look at all of them. Yeah. But you only look at each one a little bit. Yeah. You interpret what, what you get from it. Gotcha. And then you modify your flying. You have, you have room to make mistakes at that altitude, right? Like, yeah. If, if like you fuck up and you're like... Yeah, if you're at thirteen five and you're supposed to be at thirteen, like that's it's an easy adjustment. Deal. Nah, so yeah, it's so big, ATC. It's like, it's like the military, right? There's big windows for you to fly within. The, there's not windows, but uh, ATC, ATC is mostly Tracking. talking to you. Yeah. If you're if you're flying instrument, you are talking to to ATC the entire time. So you're not just making it up. They're telling you what to do. Had to go go to this a- heading. ATC to stands for air traffic control. In case you guys didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, ATC is guiding you. It's giving you instructions the whole way. Yeah. So you pretty much either follow your their instructions. Yep. Or you set it up in GPS so the GPS will follow. So the no shit. The plane will start directing itself. You're not even touching it. The, the yeah, shit's dude, moving. You, you can make a flight. You can make a flight from. I was in Virginia. I could set up a flight that goes from Virginia to Florida with without me pushing a button. It would just cycle through the flight plan that you did, and the plane would, the autopilot would do everything. It's like um, GPS, like when you mark waypoints on your fucking like. Yeah, you do. You do your whole your whole waypoints, everything until until you reach your destination, and then it will follow each waypoint. It will go to each waypoint, do whatever it needs to do to go to the next one after. You know, 
and you don't literally don't have to do shit. Obviously, so, if ATC tells you, hey, change this, you have to like adjust and be able to, and that's to switch. Them, and that's them usually making adjustments because another plane is either flying there or like they just need a clear room for something. Yeah, they're they're in some in some airports they constantly like juggle things around. Yeah, I would imagine they, like bigger airports, like it's a lot harder to land there yeah, just because shit is so crucial because there's so many planes coming in and out and yeah and then it's, sm- a, it's a big shebang i'm huh? used to flying small planes so they're gonna they're gonna move the small planes around the big the planes. big planes makes sense so more lives then, so then you might have some adjustments here yeah. and there because you can make e- easy adjustments they're going fast and and they're heavy yeah so it's 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 crucial for them to just stick to one plan and do yeah. it uh, we could change so they, they would change it but not that much he, like so you get the degree you get your instrumental uh, you move down to Puerto Rico. You finally get out of the uh, apartment. What do you think is pushing forward now? So is it, are you going to be a pilot, like, instructor? Or what do you think is going to move the needle for you now? Yeah, I I definitely want to try instructor out. I feel like... Um, You're a really good teacher. I've I feel learned like, that with I Gustavo. Feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a good, good teacher. Yeah. Because of, uh, because of, like, the time we had in the Marine Corps... Teaching, people instructing, and being in front and of people. having to do it, like we had to fall in love with That's it. That's why so. I wanted to get into stand up, dude. Because I, one, I'm, I think I'm a pretty funny guy. Uh, I'm goofy, but I'm. I think a lot of it is just being able to speak in front of people. Yeah, you don't. You're and that nervousness, and, and there's no stage fright because I'm not afraid to embarrass myself. Go to stuntman. Go to, go to stuntman. Florida, Florida gay man stunts. <laughs> go to Florida man stunts. You're gonna find. Uh, I got caught pooping here in PR. Got caught pooping out, uh, essentially right next to the road. Um, but I don't have any embarrassing. Like I'm not afraid to get embarrassed. I'm on. I'm not afraid to laugh at myself, and I think that's a big thing. And the humility you have as an instructor, I think, is what would make you a good instructor, right? It's like you're not afraid to to fuck shit up and to make mistakes. Yeah, fucking, yeah, exactly. make mistakes, admit it, and make it a learning point. Yep, that's kind of it's kind of aviation's taught about making mistakes as an instructor. Yeah, because so. there's a lot of things that can change. One. Look, let's. How many fucking movies have there been made where a fucking bird hit the propeller or some shit, and now you're you're flying like dead engine or some shit just floating in space? Right. Although actually, I don't think there's any movies. So with, with Eddie, with being with being where you are currently, already having, uh, you know, the ability to go into the field and have gone through everything you've gone through as far as schooling, is there anything that you would do different that if someone uh, has an idea of wanting to go into the aviation field, maybe you can guide them to do something different that you would have done differently? In, in, you're talking about the aviation field? Yeah, like the schooling, like the steps that you took. Is there a faster route? Is there a better route? Is there something that you did that you didn't need? So I, I think I got pretty lucky. I kind of gamed the system, so it was mad convenient for my lifestyle, yeah. which I had to take care of my son, and then Figure out, figure out a way to fly in between because my wife worked uh, longer hours. And your, your wife's an accountant at the time yep. in D.C.? Yep, okay. yep. She moved there. Um, so, yeah, it fit, it fit my lifestyle. It paid me money. I, I def, It's probably the best the best thing that happened to me from the military you was my GI Bill. You think that? Um, more often than not, people don't take advantage of the GI Bill just because they don't understand the benefits that they truly have. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me. 
it happened to me. I I spent a couple months before I actually started um, the aviation thing after I got out. Maybe maybe like a year and some change that I was um, working someplace else while while like thinking about using the GI Bill but not using it. And then do you I regret f- that? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, I lost a couple months in between until yeah. I made the decision yeah. to use the GI Bill. To I use s- it. can't stress this enough. I said it on, uh, I think my first Inside Us podcast was uh, I had Jerry and Culp on, and the number one thing we talked about was one one utilization of the GI Bill. A lot of guys will get out and and use it, but then they like kind of either fall off on it and they don't follow their career uh, through it. But it's it's a tool just like ta like i'm going through college right now and i bombed that first test eat my ass i'm stupid i fucking bombed that test but either way i'm still expected using it. Exactly. that was expected. expected i'm not fucking dude i'm not smart at all i, I just want to tell pp jokes for the for the rest of my life but what i'm getting at college is, is exactly college i think it's the experience that a lot of people go through uh for it it makes me an expert in uh all things humility but um let me get a as far as the GI Bill, right, it's not like if you don't use it, you're not going to be a fucking failure, right? Uh, I, I'm using my GI, GI Bill for my kids. That's another thing that you're able to do. You can pass it on to your kids if you're a parent or not. Um, the GI Bill is super easy to just transfer to them. Now, is it non-retractable and now I can't ever use my GI Bill? Mm, yes. No, no. I pass it to my kids, dog. No, false. You can still use it. You can use it, just your wife and your kids can use it. You can use it and your kids can use it. Did you just fart while speaking? Yes. <laughs> he did fart. <laughs> um, that's fucking one. I I can't say this enough. One, I'm proud of you. Proud as fuck. Proud of both of you. To get the licensing you have and to pursue the shit that you want to do and, is the biggest thing I'm proud about. And I got... Both and, of you guys are just doing what the fuck you want. And... You're successful at it, which is the key point. We're trying. How do you determine success? And success, I think, is waking up with the motivation each day, knowing that you're doing something you like at the age of, I don't want to say almost 40, but almost 40. It could be at any age, brother. Almost almost 40. I'm 30, motherfucker. Almost 40. Almost 40. I got a a decade before I'm 40, Or your mid-20s doing the goddamn thing. Now, I will say this. Juan is not a purchaser or stockholder in Bitcoin, but he is. He's on his stocks. Dollar, dollar bills, yo. Stonks. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. He literally said he was going to pay for my trip. He said it. It's too late now. He already said he's going to pay for the rest of my trip. Uh, he said it. He said it. He said all of it. Yeah, he said, don't worry about it. Don't. He said, don't even pull that credit card out, dog. I went, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, no, I got you, fam. He said that. But um, no, one thing I really want to get into is investment as far as one your successes you fucking dude you shit post all the time on the money you're making just sitting around how do how do you go about investing and what do you look at specifically when you're when you're looking for something new to expand your portfolio all right first i surround myself with people like my individuals do this <laughs> no, um, if you're not sitting with your fingers <laughs> sprawled out, pointed together, you're not an entrepreneur. 
No, uh, for That's me, French for I, the I, best. I don't know how I stumbled into this lifestyle or what I do now. Would you say it was just a hobby you had kind of on deployment because you were separated from shit? Yeah, it, it was one of the things that I uh, set aside. One of the goals I set aside for myself was getting better because I had an interest on it, in it for quite some time and I followed a, a few day traders. Way, I've wanted to, I like, just never, I time. never had the um, ability financially to play around with, with money the, or the stock the market. Gave you that. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the fu foundation. I didn't have the strategy. So what changed? So what changed was me, me wanting to find something yeah. that I can do that will allow me to do stunt riding, uh, motorcycles, um, specifically, um, in, and and be able to live that lifestyle without depending on the clout that comes with stunning or the the following that's needed to be a stunner or a well-known stunner. For me, I, I'm not looking for the clout. I'm just looking for the lifestyle that it is stunning. Yeah. And uh, I was blessed with having uh, somebody from my old unit, my last unit, gland, in uh, third and third battalion, fifth Marines. One of my buddies, Brian Bianco, Brian six three six on YouTube. Hawaii, right? He uh, no, that, this was uh, Camp Pendleton, California. Gotcha. He uh he got out around the same time I did and and he started uh picking up on YouTube and stunning and all that and I followed him the, you know throughout my whole college years and uh throughout my contracting years and I saw what he was doing and I loved it you know I loved I loved that he was able to find something that a niche that his his passion yeah. and he was able to monetize it yeah. now I'm doing it a little bit different way than he is because I'm not making money off stunning um, maybe in the future, but as of now, I'm not, and I'm okay with that because stunning Same for way. me is not a job. Stunning for me, or riding motorcycles, Harleys, whatever it is, I just love it. You know, I so, want to relate with you because it's the same thing with this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I make a penny, I think, every view. That's a a, a peep behind the curtain, there, people. Yeah, but that's but that's right now. Here's you know? the thing. No, I, and and here's the thing. I'm not looking to make money off of it. I told my wife from the get go, like. If this becomes a source of income, cool, but it's not the end point, right? Yeah, but no, it's, nobody, it's nobody that that has a, I mean, that has a good, I mean, obviously there's people that have good podcasts that went into the, the mindset of like I'm gonna have the best podcast, money. and they yeah, did yeah, make yeah. good podcasts. Feels very but gross to me. There, to like there are some people that like, like for instance, I mean, the fucking goat himself, Joe Rogan. He just did it because he loved it, and then it, you know, people fell in love with his mind. And I call him my godfather, dog. Yeah. So if I have anything I want to work out mentally, I usually yeah. So go, so going back, shit. going back to like me wanting to find a way to monetize my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, one of the goals I set aside for myself was to get better at this stuff. And, you know, me being a fucking Context, stubborn, a stubborn, stops, right? yeah, stubborn, yeah. uh, you know, alpha male, I trial by error. Very I lost a lot of money. I fucking, I, I just went in with real money and, 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 and didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, you know, so I lost money before I made money. And it's one of the things that I would recommend, um, for anybody looking into day trading or looking into starting it is on paper, on paper, on paper simulations, you can trade paper money on real time stocks and learn a strategy and learn exactly what you want out of day trading. And, and essentially where can people go for that? Is that a uh, most, most, uh, uh, most brokers offer it. Um, I know for a fact, are they taking a cut off the top. No, no. For paper trading. I know for a fact, we will, you can sign up right now. Um, and uh, you'll you'll have access to paper trading as yeah. well. 
um, you can start a cash account or a margin account with them. But going back to it, I, I, I was I was like I said, just trial by error until like I somehow managed like I picked it up on my own and I managed to make enough money to pay for uh, a course that allowed me that just pretty much taught me um yeah he's probably gonna fall asleep (laughs) that uh, a course that allowed me to kind of learn and and, like dive really deep into the strategy that i uh, that i wanted to use which is momentum trading which you know i i pick up on high snowball effect right i pick on you know Stocks that are trading at a higher volume, higher market cap than they usually do the previous now, hours. Doesn't that kind of fuck you? Because the the price is on the up when you're purchasing it. No, no. Well, it can, it can. But the thing that I do is, um, with my strategy is, I mean, I can go into it, but I, I essentially, I mean, it's always going to be a risk. You know, but it's it's an analyzed risk. Act and like you're talking to somebody who bombed their first quiz in, in college, and then that's the way we need you to describe this. Okay, so what I use is is what's <laughs> a lot of ups, a lot of downs. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. You now, buy low, now here's the, you here's sell the high. Conception, right? <laughs> no. Motherfuckers will pull out when it's going down, which is the wrong thing to do, right? If anything, well, no, not sometimes. necessarily, because in 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 stocks and and obviously. I mean, some people might understand the lingo. Some might not. When you when you set a you you buy a stock, it's you want to set a stop loss. So when you you're you're buying at a certain Great. price, if it drops to your stop loss, it's going to sell automatically. You take a minimum loss instead of you know a larger loss. Uh, you know that's what the stop losses are for. So it's good. It's discipline trading. That's plan A. That's plan A. Make make your stop losses so you don't lose a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, if you have a cash account, you're playing with the cash you have in your account. But if you have a margin account, that cash will come back and you'll be able to use it right away immediately. But stop losses are it's just discipline trading. Um, some In some cases, depending on the stock, depending on, on, on uh, the market cap of, of that stock, I won't set a stop loss. And it's my strategy is something that I've picked up and it's benefited me in the past. I've not set a stop loss and I've been down 9K on a 50K trade. And then came up forty five, forty five hundred the next money, day, money. you know. So it's like sometimes it works, sometimes it's not. I've had six k days where I lost six k. Shut the fuck up! You're making six grand a day. That's three uh, months worth of my paycheck. On, fr- on last Friday, I made six k. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, follow me on Florida Man Stunts. You <laughs> you would have seen it. <laughs> Again, I want it to be known. It's written in concrete. He said he's gonna pay for the rest of my trip. <laughs> So so you said you said the loss thing, stop right? Loss. The stop loss. And are, if you it, you said on on some of them you don't set it. So if you don't set it, are you just straight watching it the entire time? Yeah, like are you having like It's a what it's what it's what is called holding the bag. Oh shit. It's something that that most day traders for for us we want in and we want out. If you see most of my trades are within seconds if not minutes, right? So when you say that, that sounds so Don't sexy. Don't give out all the secrets on this one. Yeah, facts. All right? So keep some secrets. I'll give all the secrets out because I want everybody to live yeah, the way I'm but, living. But, but. Follow Florida Man Stunts if you want the secret. Not the... Just drop right. the mic, you just, you just got the secrets. Yeah, all of them. They're, they're coming. So Juan's... Look, Juan's made some money. Okay? He's, he's already said it. I know. He's said it numerous times now. He's going to pay for my trip. Whatever. Let's move past that. 
pay for control stroke. <laughs> I can't pay for your drink. Um, I think we'll probably close it off here, boys, because... Yeah. I'm ready to do another hour. You ready to do another hour? We could do another hour, dog. I'm ready for another hour. Okay. You were sleep sleep over there. Um, oh, you... You 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 were talking to one, I so do, I I took a little took a little snooze. Mid, or yeah. I was trying, but mid you were cast, laughing. Mid, mid cast snooze. I do right. want to hear your guys' opinion on the whole capital shit. By the way, be, before I before we get into that, if if you can, let me. I don't know Spanish. Let me f finish one of the other questions that I did, that What's I that? didn't answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was like, what was my recommendation? To to people they're Getting trying out. to join. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, no, or trying, trying to, join. to join. Did you ask yeah, that? No. You didn't ask that? All right, all right. So it, it's essentially the same. I don't advice. think anybody on this podcast listens that are trying to join, but it's okay. All right. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get out. So my my suggestion, I guess, would yeah. have been my 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 tip is to like figure it the fuck out. Like figure out Figure Wise out, <laughs> figure out where where you stand in, in this getting earth. Out. Getting out. No, no, no. Yeah, like figure out who you are in this world as a person, as a as person, a human. And if and if what you're currently doing, are you atoms floating through space, or do you have a purpose? Yeah. So yeah, and if and if your purpose matches what you're doing, then stay in. Yeah. And stay in. And if look, you're having if you're having fun. And and you're you're getting the the bills paid, and you're you're okay to you, you sleep happy at night with what you're doing. Yeah. Then fucking do it. That's how I am right now. That's how I am right now. And if, I and if genuinely you're not, enjoy my job. And if you're not, don't fucking don't reenlist. I genuinely if enjoy you, my job. If you literally yep. don't, don't reenlist for a paycheck. And get like that's get, the, that's get the your shit thing. together. How many motherfuckers did you come across that were in it for the paycheck, dog? How many of those? And you could see the workforce from them. And the the ones that are in it for the paycheck usually are the suck. ones that stay in. Yeah, and they and suck. That's the problem. And they suck. And that's the problem. That's it's the that's, big issue. That's that's capitalism in a nutshell. In a nutshell. That's everybody that like everybody's in is yeah. looking out for themselves and yep. and their pocket. That's what I love about my community right now is that um and I hate calling it a community but we are um. Everybody that's there while we bitch and gripe, it's all problems that we've brought on ourselves because we're so small. The issues that we have are so insignificant and we just kind of like we sneak this ourselves out of stuff sometimes. Dude, we're small as fuck. But we're small. So it's one, it's a small community and we'll work. We work the the turds out. I'm not. I'm probably a turd that's getting worked out, and I just don't know it. I'm getting. I'm about to get like backstabbed. You know what I'm saying? Like on like a reality TV show. Now you're you're the perfect brainwash, uh, um, candidate. <laughs> so oh, shit. Hold on. The fucking thing just stopped. Hold up. In the perfect moment too. What thing? Oh, the, it died. The camera. Yeah. Plug it to the plug it. Bitch, it's dead. We should have ended it right when it should have ended. Damn. You can do, you can do outro yourself and be like, Yeah, I'll, I'll do it separately. And then can you just add a picture to the video? No, the and then keep the keep the out keep the audio? Yeah, I could do the SOC picture. Yeah, yeah we can SOC picture on the video. Alright, so keep for the audio. Everybody wondering why the fuck your video just stopped at the back end of this goddamn podcast is because it's, it's been explained. It's okay. It's been explained. <laughs>
We deal with it. Deal with it. Say it twice. Just deal with it. It's okay. Can you? Can you? Can you? So can we now do? Can we now do all the lights off podcast? Yeah, but I hate fucking talking in the dark, dude. All right, but just turn the circle off. You forgot that Lennon, Lennon, Lennon is scared of the dark because Nick is scared of the dark. Chill, dog. Chill, dog. Don't tell everyone. No, but going back, going back to what Chabal was saying. Yeah, yeah. Go, going back to what Chabal was saying and how brainwashed uh, Rassiopi is. Whoa, we're using last name. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, do your thing. Edit that. No, you're good. Uh, everybody already fucking knows my last name. Yeah, but now uh, what what Nick is doing, I admire because he's holding it down for for his household and and he was smart enough. It's not why I'm doing it, but I mean, it's definitely yeah, yeah. your why, motherfucker, but. Most people in in the infantry end up having this thing where they're like battling with themselves, uh, with their ego about not letting go of that infantry lifestyle yeah. because they don't want to be called pogues or they don't want to go into some Dude, job. The best that meme that describes that is the one where it's like the angry crying face meme. Yeah, and it's like they're sweeping, they're mopping up fucking rainwater, and then it's just like, well, at least I'm not a fucking pogue. Dude, I have a I have a friend. For everybody that doesn't know, pogue means people other than grunt. My yep, man's so slippery out here. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> about to break shit. Eric has decided to make a Things are about to break. Unless he makes it to his chair. He made oh it. Oh my god. We're so recording a video so you good. So 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 I was going to tell you my I ha- I know this guy, right? Yeah. I know this guy. He he's in the army yeah. and he plays the trumpet. Gay. Gay. Thank you. Big gay. Faggot. Thank you. That's big gay. Yeah, so um Is the he trumpet gets, a fucking metaphor for a penis. He gets he gets he got the same paycheck we got. Yep. And he only plays the trumpet. And and he's and he's and he stayed at uh and he stayed at badass hotels. He was in the army band, and he went a bunch of places. And and guess, yo, you're about to fall. Guess guess what he did? You broke the leg. Guess what he did? Guess 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 what he he did? Got out and joined a band somewhere. No, he just played the trumpet. That's it. So hold up, he made two grand a paycheck playing the trumpet. And then, and then he made rank way faster than we did, yep. and and he made more money faster. Get and he was playing the trumpet. So while we were in Bridgeport, on the side of a fucking mountain, freezing our dicks off, getting told that we had to do bullshit, fucking like blank, blank fired weapon attacks. He was playing the trumpet. He was playing the trumpet, making the same money. Yeah. So and right now he lives in Hawaii. Yeah. Probably the second best place Hawaii. on the earth to live. See, Other like Puerto Rico. It's Puerto Rico, gotcha. and then Hawaii. and then Hawaii. Hawaii has pipeline, which makes it may may maybe it'll it'll be a, a little, little bit better, better than Puerto yeah. Rico. Well, for surf wise, yeah. Be- because of pipeline. Yeah. Um. So so, we'll fight for first place. We'll we'll fight for first place. Um, 
on the way uh it was it's puerto rico and hawaii for best place on earth and uh and yeah so 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 this dude valid. lives in puerto rico he used to live in it i mean he used to live in puerto rico he lives joined he lives a bunch of other places and now he lives in hawaii Did he ever play for and, the president and shit? He might have. Probably. I, I'm not sure, but he probably did. And. Yes. <laughs> it finally broke. Fuck what we sure. said was going to break. <laughs> we told you. No, motherfucker. No, you, you broke just. Ju- you, jumped, you jumped into the chair and broke it. It was you. Yeah, you sat down hard. It, you had a it, hard it, um, it, it is a shitty chair. <laughs> you missed it, Doc. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a shitty chair, but 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 to be honest, Nick Nick has been sitting in the chair the whole time, and it hasn't break. Yeah. So and your boy, it is a shitty hey, uh, shitty chair that was Zaddy's thick too. Yeah, you guys had a you guys had to carry me the other night, and that was uh, dead weight. Yep. That was dead weight, dog. So heavy, huh? <coughs> Dumb heavy. Nick, if we were in combat, issue right? It's a real issue. And you got shot. Yeah. Good thing I'm bulletproof. Brother, you are heavy with what you're wearing. Imagine full kit, ammo, weapon, food. You pack. boys only two hundred five, dog. Dog, I'm you are big. You're a big boy. Two hundred five. And especially drunk, baby. passed out, blackout weight. Ooh. That's straight up death, dude. Yo, I, mean, I can. Death. I can. I can flip you. On top of my shoulders, at any at any time, maybe. Like like I can I can I can flip you. I you can be laying down on the ground, maybe. and I can flip on top of you, oh, put I you on my shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. At any time. Yeah, combat roll. Weight limit three hundred pounds. Weight limit definitely three hundred. If you're three hundred pounds, I can't. And you shouldn't even be in the. If military. you're two hundred, I can. Yeah, your phone's chilling, dog. No, it's my phone. Um. So we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the capital. How? Hmm. You know, let's let's talk about the flight over here again because Ooh, I baddies, didn't dog? I didn't get to talk about how beautiful the women here in Puerto Rico are, and not the reason I'm moving here. I'm a faithful married man. Obviously, obviously. Damn. Obviously, the reason I'm moving here is the SOC Brotherhood, but... The baddies are not a oh bad... Oh, my God. Is that the cherry on top? I literally... If, if, you I told felt, me the flight, I dog. felt like I, a I casting told... agent had... A, a modeling casting agent just booked the flight for all the models in his, he did. In his agency in the same flight I did. I literally... You know, my, how, you know how when sometimes you fly? You know sometimes you fly and you're like... You, in your head, you're like, man, I really hope I have a good seat. Hopefully, next to a pretty girl, smells good. Maybe have a conversation. Maybe have that like, you know, airport encounter that everyone wishes they have. Right, live on Craigslist. But you never do. This time, I sat I for both flights in between two girls, you, beautiful girls, that happened two? to come between from two? Tampa to Puerto Rico, wow. and. Were on my flights telling, right next to me the whole time. I was telling Eddie. And then in front of me, hot girls behind me, hot we're, girls. Dude, I go to the bathroom the every every seat I, I looked I at. Like, Yo, I, I love Priscilla, but it was uncomfortable how many hot women were on my plane. And he goes, Yo, 
Juan was saying the same fucking thing. I told you. <laughs> I told him, I, hey, hey, this is for for anybody flying into Puerto Rico or thinking about flying into Puerto Rico. When you get to the gate and like you find you find the gate that you're gonna you're gonna board in. You look at look at the seats right in front of that gate. You know, all the people that you know for sure are going in there. Yep. And you're going to find baddies. And what you do is what you do is if you 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 check out in the gate. You check out in the gate, you're gonna yep. see you're gonna see the cute ones, you know? Yep. And then and then you play a game like where are they gonna sit? Like how close are they gonna sit to me on the plane? You know? Yeah. And, and I smell their farts. Dude. And 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 you you might you I mean you might be able to play this um in in some random uh airplane rides from Oklahoma, from whatever city to a, to another city. But but for if you're flying to Puerto Rico you can play it every time. Every single time. You can play it every time. I think Miami, too. If you fly to Miami, I think that's that, that's where it happens also. Really? I had some baddies on, on the Miami flight from Charlotte to Miami. Look, I love all of you. I'm sorry the video cut out. That was due to the charging situation of my camera. I love you all. Eddie, thank you guys. Juan, Eric, for the small stint you did. <laughs> Love He's you guys. Proud. You guys are family. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up here, and uh, let's get to let's get to partying. Yes, sir. Just remember, follow Florida Man Stunts on Florida Instagram. Man Stunts. I got a, YouTube. I got a nice, I uh, got a follow. Nice. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say forum sad boy underscore easy on Instagram as well for Eric. Uh, and then don't forget to like and subscribe. Edgar Trabal, T R A B A L. Follow. I appreciate you guys for the listen. Thank you so much to all my sponsors and everybody who's supported the process. Dead Crow Comedy Club will be opening up soon in North Carolina. If you're looking to uh, find some comedy in Wilmington, that'll be on soon. And uh, come check your boy out. Let's go I'm gonna there. Be, I'm going to be hitting some fucking. Uh, I'm going to be hitting some jokes. I'm going to be telling some pee pee jokes. Much love. Appreciate you guys for the listen. Peace out.